Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chris Talks Games. As always, I'm Chris and I'm here to talk about some games. Uh, very weird kind of time in the UK at the moment. Um, as I'm recording this, Queen Elizabeth II died yesterday, so might actually feature inside the news I've got coming up. Um, so yeah, if it feels a bit awful, a bit weird this episode, I apologise, but it is kind of a bit of a weird situation right now uh, in the UK and... Yeah, everyone's kind of feeling a bit of a loss, so... So, yeah, um, that little heads up there. Now let's crack on with some headlines. Okay, so first up is Microsoft and Activision. Um, obviously, the acquisition of Activision by Microsoft is ongoing. Um, but it may not be as smooth sailing as Microsoft may have hoped. Um, the UK government is potentially going to look into the acquisition on the competition uh, regulations level, uh, make sure that it is um, something that is going to not be against the competition rules that they have in place. Um, one of the things that the UK government did say is they, Microsoft had, until the middle of the week, just gone to... Um, submit like a uh, explanation about what it means in their opinion for the comp- for the market going forward. Um, around some of the time this got this announcement, Microsoft did come out and say they had written to PlayStation to try and reassure them that the Call of Duty series would remain on PlayStation system for several more years after the current deal they have that expires. Um, because um, Sony did have marketing rights for Call of Duty games, and it's believed to be for another two years, such as about 2024. Um, so it would have meant that Call of Duty would have to be on the consoles till then, but um, Microsoft did say they had written Sony, pledging to support PlayStation and Call of Duty beyond that for several years. Uh, the interesting bit is Jim Ryan then fired back at Microsoft. Um Firstly, saying that they assumed that these kind of business dealings would be kept <coughs> confidential, so um, I was a bit surprised to see Microsoft actually coming out and saying they'd done that, um, and actually revealing how many more years that Microsoft had promised. And it, the several years turned out to be three years. Um, to Jim Ryan uh, saying the offer is inadequate, as it would only guarantee Call of Duty games on PlayStation for three years after the current deal expires. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of a blunt response from PlayStation. I know a lot of people are seeing Sony as a bit childish for the way they're handling this. Um, I know several people I've watched online have been saying that Mike, that Sony do have stuff like... Uh, Seacom or SOCOM they could use, like the shooting games there, so they could kind of rebuild that. Um, we could be using the time to build up a rival to Call of Duty, but um, rather than that, they're trying to push that it will be hugely damaging for them to lose the Call of Duty brand, even though Microsoft has effectively guaranteed five more years. Um, there are some things that do indicate that... Um, that Microsoft would have to put something in writing more officially uh, to appease the UK government uh, competition committee and to help make the um, the deal go through a bit more smoothly. Um, but yeah, it's uh, quite interesting, especially how much Sony are kicking up a fight about this acquisition. It seems to be Sony the only ones that do, that are. 
to know Apple and Amazon and things like that have had the chance to give their feedback on it and they're kind of like, yeah, it's whatever. Um, Sony is the one that's really kind of campaigning. You can't see why because it is generally the biggest, Call of Duty is the biggest selling franchise every year, effectively. Um, and obviously, if Sony get 30% of any sales and that is potentially a big sum of money they could be getting. So, um be interesting to see what Microsoft does actually do in terms of keeping Call of Duty on uh, multi-platform uh, basis, really. So, yeah, so it's all fun games with the um, Microsoft and Activision acquisition. Uh, now on to the next bit of news. Uh, Nintendo released a new Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet trailer. Um... In it, they kind of detailed the three stories. I know in the last Pokemon Presents, I did say there's going to be three different routes you could do. Um, one was kind of taking on... Um, uh, taking on, like, the school kind of, like, really team, which is uh, Team Star, or the Star Team. Um, so that's kind of like the team you're up against in this game. Um, the other stories. Where one way looking for a legendary um, Pokemon and different herbs to help out um, the chef. Um, and then you had like Victory Way, which is like the traditional gym leader battles in Pokemon League. Um, so say you can handle it however you want, you can do whatever you want in different orders. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see exactly how long each story is, so to speak. And, um, yeah, it looked pretty cool. Uh, showed off some new versions of uh, specific Pokemon. Um, and some new kind of, like, boss Pokemons. But they do now do auto-battling as well, which is an interesting thing. So you, you can leave your Pokemon battling and you can go and... Um, yeah, so you kind of, you can leave your Pokemon to battle and you can explore around the area, which is a bit interesting. Um, really intrigued to see how that worked. Um, and then alongside that, they did also announce a Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet uh, Switch OLED system. Um, so it has Scarlet and Violet Joy-Con with it. And you have the emblem for score in front of each. Um of each of the Joy-Cons, and the dock has the legendaries on. The back of the po back of the Switch has a lot of kind of graffiti-style thing. Um, so yeah, it looks pretty cool system, actually. Um, we just see how well that sells and how it goes. Um, yeah, so that is more Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet information out there. Uh, trailer is on YouTube as well, worth a watch. Um... And then on to the last bit of news. Uh, this is a bit that could kind of potentially be affected by the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Um, there are a lot of rumours circling about uh, the next Nintendo Direct and it could potentially be the week starting the 12th of September. Um, lots of rumours about what could be there as well. Um, a lot of people are... Thinking there could be a Zelda double pack coming, which is the long rumoured Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD car double pack. Um, to be interesting to see if that does happen, but it is something that is very much being uh, touted and talked about. I know both games did come out on the Wii U, but it seemed to be bringing across the Switch as well, so like a widened audience. Um, they a lot of people do seem to think there's a lot of a GameCube focus coming up. Um, and it could be quite a remake-heavy uh, Direct. Uh, Metroid Prime Remastered is... A lot of people are adamant it's coming out this year behind the scenes. So hopefully, if that is the case, we get to see that. And also, F-Zero GX is getting a lot of mentions as well. Um, with the potential for that to be re-released. Um, which I'll be excited to see, actually. I really enjoyed... So it was tough as nails, like super tough, but it was a fun game. 
And a lot of rumours are saying that um, Takarai could have moved on to do a remaster or reworking of Kid Icarus Uprising for the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, which, again, is something I would love to see if I can get a really cool remake of that and uh, redo the controls for the Switch. That would be great. Um, but with the past of Queen Elizabeth II, then coverings up the potential, because everyone is adamant, or there's a lot of talk of it about being the weak site the 12th, but with the passing of Queen Elizabeth II and the UK specifically entering the 10-day mourning period. Um, to give you an example, like companies I've worked for or and currently do work for are ceasing all kind of promotion, so they're not going to be doing social media posts or promotions like I've been told to bring our external A-board advertising stuff in so we're not kind of actually promoting anything and it seems to be a lot of companies in the UK are doing the same um, and not pushing or promoting stuff like that um, so that's why I think a lot of people are thinking that could potentially push the Nintendo Direct back a week. Because um, if it would fall next week, it would be pretty much that bang in the middle of the 10-day morning period. So, um, so yeah, it all depends. Even though Nintendo Direct is a global event, it depends if Nintendo decide to not do this big social media push or promotion and fall in line with what UK companies are doing or companies in the UK are doing. Um, like, for example, the um, official music charts, like the top 40 singles and albums, normally they'd have a radio show um, cutting down the top 40, um, and social media before with kind of like articles about who's got number one and stuff like that. Um, literally today, because I'm recording on Friday when the charts were released, uh, on their Facebook they literally said um, the charts are being um, published purely as a matter of record. It's not being promoted. Uh, so to access the, the charts, please, uh, please go to this website and had the official charts website. Um, so yeah, it is very different in the UK at the moment in terms of social media activity and adverts and stuff like that. So that's why I think Nintendo are probably considering not doing a direct next week if they did have it planned originally. Obviously they did do something similar a few years back when there was the earthquake in Japan and they pushed the direct back a week, um... To pay respect and to um, give the people in Japan time to to mourn the effects of the earthquake, so um, it's not unprecedented for Nintendo to do that. But it could be interesting to see if anything leaks out if that is the case. Um, but yeah, that is kind of like the current rumors around the Nintendo Direct situation. A lot of People with insiders are saying that they're pretty sure one is happening in September. A lot of people are saying next week and then after the news yesterday of Queen Elizabeth's passing, rumours have started to spread that it was originally meant to be next week but it will be pushed, potentially pushed back a week. So it will be interesting to see exactly, um, exactly when that does happen. But yeah, with all that, out of the way, um, going to move on to our main topic of the episode. Okay, guys, moving on to the main part of today's show, and uh, first discussion, I am joined by one of my colleagues, to say, I'm LR, to be fair, um, but part of Game Junkies podcast matt so right matt uh, yeah i'm good that's sorry that i was giving you there as well it's good it's kind of like, all really awkward way of introducing you but 
good. Yeah, so what we are going to talk about is our top three most anticipated games in the last few months of 2022. So um, we're each going to have three games each we're going to talk about that we're looking forward to first this year. Um, and explain why and then trying to get you guys hyped for him. So, Matt, what is your first game that you got on your list for the rest of this year? Okay. Um, most people know that I'm a big fan of zombie games. Um, now, the game which was meant to come out last year and then got pushed back to this year. We have a release date for it as well. It's the 20th of October. Um... It is part of a popular um, video game franchise, Resident Evil. Now, Resident Evil obviously um, went through a bit of a sticky patch with Resident Evil, Resident Evil Five and Six, but Seven and Eight really reinvented reinvented themselves again with a horror gimmick. It was great, and they tried to do something with Resident Evil Resistance and. It really didn't hit the mark in terms of the multiplayer aspect. This is a mode. It's, a, it's, a, it's classed as a mode, but at the same time, it's got its own separate release and it's got its own file on the Xbox. So, as far as it's its own game. Fair enough. Can you buy it individually? Uh, it's bundled with, but I think you can get separate, yes. Okay. It, it, it came bundled with Resident Evil Village, but it's part of. Um, the thing is, I was checking the other day to see like, how long it's going to take sort of thing, and it's still not active. We're talking you know, a year on. Um, it's a deathmatch-style thing, which features the protagonists from Resident Evil going head-to-head. So you've got like, Jill Valentine, Chris Redfield, Leon Kennedy. I'm not going to bore people by saying I'm over there, but you know the protagonists of Resident Evil, guys. The kind of Resident Evil Mercenary-style thing. Resident Evil Mercenaries was, 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 was a good thing, for sure. But it seems like Almost take it to the next level. That's the idea behind it. Uh, well, obviously that that's coming out on the twentieth of October, and I'm extremely excited to actually get my hands on it because I didn't pay for it because it was bundled with the Evil Village, which so that's fine. Um, but one thing I am really excited about is that, in addition to that, on the same day, um, for the Evil Village, um, it's releasing more um, story DLC. And it's also, so that's separate from the main game, but the main game gets a new mode, which is obviously with an evil village, it has the first person viewpoint. This new mode they're going to give you is the classic viewpoint, which is the over the shoulder, which they've had for an evil 2 and 3 remake and with an evil uh, 4, 5 and 6 up to this point. I like the fact that you've now got the choice coming with it. I'm aware that it's, it's DLC. So you're looking forward to Resident Evil Village, the complete edition? Effectively, yes. Effectively. Effectively. <laughs> effectively. And... So what's this? Has this actual mode got a name? Because you haven't really given a name. Reverse. Oh, Reverse. Yeah, it's called Reverse, yes. Fair enough. Um, R-E-verse versus. But Reverse, some people call it. As I, I'm looking forward to it because it's a year of waiting... Um, I dare say that uh, a few people will give it a go. Um, no one's resistance. People were playing it at, at for a little bit when it first came out, and the servers just couldn't hold up. Um, it and it it wasn't well dealt with. So hopefully they've got that now this time because Capcom are usually pretty good at this sort of thing. Fair enough. What about you? What's your my first one is also an October release, October 28th. Same day. And that is Bayonetta 3. Ah, yes. The Witch is finally back. Got uh, originally announced back in December 2017, so pretty almost five years between announcement and um, release. But it looks like they've been spending their time getting it right. It looks really, it plays really smoothly. The new kind of kaiju mode looks good, where you kind of take control of the giant demons and monsters. Um, so yeah, it looks like they've done a lot to it. Looks like it plays very well. Bayonetta's got the sass and everything that she's got. There's potential uh, theories of multiverse stuff going on. Uh, there's a new 
swordsman being introduced that you can play as as well. So there's multiple playable characters. Nice. So yeah, it's very interesting to see um, how it does work out and play out. But yeah, it looks really good from the uh, most recent trailers we've seen. And like I say, it has been confirmed for October 28th. And yeah, looking forward to see what Wild Adventure Bayonetta takes us on next. Bayonetta 3 is exclusive to Switch, isn't it? Yes. Uh, like with Bayonetta 2, Nintendo have funded the project. Mm-hmm. So as salty as people are about it not coming out on PlayStation and Xbox, neither Microsoft or Sony wanted to put the money into the project. So Nintendo the, did. Yeah, exactly. So um, they're and less- Microsoft and Sony did, it has been revealed, that especially with Bayonetta 2, mm-hmm. Microsoft and Sony were offered the chance to, to come in and fund it, and they said no. And so Nintendo seem to be reaping the rewards. Absolutely. Cool. As, if, as if to prove a point, Bayonetta is one of my popular characters on Smash Bros. as well. Yeah, it is very much quite an awkward thing, cause I think it's a partnership between Platinum Games, Sega and Nintendo, because Sega are the original publisher of it. Yeah. Nintendo are now funding the project, so it's kind of like a kind of... It's a delicate balancing act, but it seems yeah. to make it work. Yeah, it seems to be working, and like I said, the series probably wouldn't be wouldn't have got past the first game without Nintendo stepping in and funding it, and it seems to be working well for Indeed. Them, so. Indeed. Sega and Nintendo have been known to work together quite well recent yeah. times. But yes, that is my one I'm looking forward to. Uh, Matt, what is your next one? Okay. Um, when I saw this game announced during the Xbox um, showcase earlier this year, I was extremely happy about this. I know a lot of people, other people, were very happy about this as well. On the twenty first of October, I finally get my hands. On a game, because it's got a Game Pass as well. So, Phil Spencer did some great work for him on Game Pass. It's going to it's going to Switch as well, so it's going to go into PlayStation as well. Um, but it's going to Game Pass, which is a big deal. Persona Five Royal. Persona Five Royal, yeah, that's yes. cool. Um, it's it was amazing. It's it's something I've. I've I've seen like people talk about it in let's play videos and seen people talk about it in like lists on X outside Xbox and etc. I know you've played a little bit of it as well, Chris. Yeah, this is where it sounds really bad. I've got it on PS4 and I haven't really connected my PS4 up for quite a while, so mm. I've not really played it. No, but you've enjoyed much. it. But you, but you I did. got through the second castle so to speak yeah. and I, I absolutely loved what i played of it exactly um, um i'm very much looking forward to games i can do it. i i love rpg jrpgs um i particularly love when i'm looking through the list of the games that are coming out to make my list for this um it's listed as rpg first and secondly it's social simulation i'm like you've got a talking cat <laughs> <laughs> Morgana. <laughs> it's great. But and all, but what well, I think it's really good as well. And we know this. And it's not a secret. An absolutely killer soundtrack. Yeah, I absolutely love the Persona 5 soundtrack. It is... I think the whole Persona franchise's music has been pretty solid. Yeah. It is, the Persona series is pretty renowned for its soundtrack. And 5 is great. The only reason it's not on my list is because I've technically played it. Okay, not to completion, but I have played a chunk of it on PlayStation, so that's why it's not made. But you, but my but, it might be, but you might dip into it. Possibly, I might do it on Game Pass. I don't know if I get. I don't know if I do it on Switch or not. That's one one thing I'm undecided on. The thing you see, the beautiful thing about having Game Pass is that you can play the amazing games that come out now, and uh, for 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 much less than it would cost normally. It is, it, is a, it is a wonderful yeah. thing. And yes, um, PlayStation are starting to catch up with that idea. Surprise is that on, but... But yeah, so Persona 5 Royal is my pick. Um, I would have been on it sooner. But I uh, I just couldn't... Uh, I couldn't uh, bear to pick up a PlayStation 4 pad again. Fair enough. 
I've got issues with PlayStation being on. Yes, you'll be digging into Game Pass, I guess. Game Pass is going to get hit hard. Yeah. Yes. Like I say, it, what I've heard in the story it is incredibly deep and dark. And Mark, tell me what I think that's a bad thing, but it, does, it is such an intriguing story. And I was like, oh my God, they're going here. Kind of thing. Um, yeah, for people who haven't played it yet, and people yeah. uh, for whatever you never, there is some very dark points in it, but, you know... But they hand it well, it, it, and they show, that, like, the impact yes. and kind of... Yes, exactly, and it it's it, the message comes across quite well. What's your number two pick? My number two is one that, until recently, probably wouldn't have made my top three. Okay. But it's just the more I'm seeing of it, the more I'm actually kind of quite excited by it. Go Simulator? Nope. It is Sonic Frontiers. Yes, Sonic Frontiers. Um... Yeah, the early stuff they showed off looked interesting, but didn't look grabbing. But then uh, the s- most recent trailers have been mm-hmm. like, actually, yeah, no, this looks quite good, the f- and the hype is building on it. The uh, I remember you. Watched, I remember your reaction to the first um, to the first video of it, and you were, and bear in mind, Sonic fan, massive Sonic fanboy. Yeah, I think it might. You were not my, happy. Maybe my nostalgia coming in a bit potentially, but maybe. But that's your that's your in, that's your instinct of opinion. Yeah, and going by that, I mean, I just flash back every time I see a Sonic video. Now I just flash back to your to you doing your reaction video on on your on your YouTube channel with um the first first Sonic vi- first Sonic, Sonic movie, movie trailer and just that's with, the original one before they changed the CGI. Yeah, ugly Sonic. Where you, where you said like, oh god, oh. <laughs> I I played that for for one of our friends and they knew straight away which video he was he was referring to, so that but that's the sort of opinion which you need to have. You need to go in sometimes yeah. with that nostalgia in your mind because it's got to live up to that. That's the only concern I've got. But obviously, I obviously you and me are heading to EGX in a couple of weeks, we so it is going to be playable. So that is. What I will be beelining to, I think. It, it is the UK first play. Yeah. Um, so I think I will be beelining to Sonic Frontiers. I'll be joining you for that. Because um, I do really want to check it out. Um, the cyberspace levels are great. be interesting to see how the open world plays. Um, mm. Not going to lie, I'm not going to go for the Switch version. I am going Xbox. Aren't you? Yeah. Purely because I think of a game flat scale, it probably does need the added power of the Xbox. Okay, but that makes that makes that makes perfect yeah. sense. But it is but it is not as kind of all consoles. Yeah. It is not in that side of things. Um I've got to admit that after Werehog um Sonic I got Sonic Unleashed. Exactly. I got turned off of off of a there Sonic has been game. Good, some good stuff since that to be fair. Like. Yeah I know but unfortunately because of that how yeah. bad that one and how bad Sonic two thousand six was it turned a lot of people against yeah. the franchise. But hopefully this could be the way back. Because they're, like they're really putting a lot into this, aren't they, Sega? Yeah, they did say they've like, completely re- redone the groundwork for it. And they they are aiming for high scores. I said they're, they're really putting the effort in. Um, it's not a budget, pl- budget price, which Sonic Forces was, so mm-hmm. that shows me that they're more serious about this and not quite, oh my God, this isn't great. What was your thoughts on Sonic Forces? Candidly. I left it feeling very disappointed. Um, you have a high opinion of Sonic games, though. I think, for me, it's just like Sonic Forces, especially this worldwide thing, mm. was literally like three or four zones. You kept on going back to the same zones. It's just like, no. Mm. Need more variety. You can't just go back to the same different zones and do redo stuff. Because you just recently finished playing through Sonic uh, Origins, and that one really hit the mark for you, didn't it? It hit a lot. It's of just nostalgia. that nostalgia stuff. Like it's the first time I ever played through Sonic CD completely. Yeah, but it hit, um, it hit the mark, didn't it, for you? Even now. Yeah, but that's just like the two Sonic games. It's just like my nostalgia, my kind of childhood, pretty much. So no, absolutely. But if it, if that. If, the point I'm making is, those games are getting on for thirty years old in yeah. places. To be fair, they are a completely different kind of shift. Fish out two D, whereas Sonic is very much in the three D era now. Of course, absolutely. So it is a different kind of game play mechanics and stuff like that. The prob- but the problem is, is that those games are thirty years old, and they're still very playable. So the ones coming out now have to be better. 
they have to be better. Other people aren't gonna are people gonna get back to the old ones. Not that's a bad thing for if you're re-releasing stuff, obviously, but the new ones have to be held in the same regard. You have to be judged accordingly. If they're not good, and believe me, Chris will tell you if it's not good. To be fair, I think they found the sweet spot with 3D Sonic on Sonic Generations, where that's mixed with 2.5D and 3D. Um, but I think Sega wants to try and find a way of getting away from the off-rails feeling that some parts of the levels had. So I think that's why... That's just the struggle they've been having with Sonic, because people didn't really like the linear on rail stuff, but with Sonic, that's kind of what you need. I have the same opinion about gameplay. Sonic, Sonic Adventure. I mean, I know you're a big fan of of going down the uh, the hill with Sonic, on Sonic Adventure 2 uh, with that music, that amazing soundtrack playing, but there is a lot of grinding on rails at times, and it does feel like... Mm, I'm saying that Sonic Adventure 2 did have different routes through the levels and stuff like that so it was exploration replayability there so but it still felt like it was missing something and maybe Sonic Frontiers as you say maybe they finally cracked it yeah because I think they got the best of both got this the pub world which is like the open world exploration stuff we have got the cyberspace stuff which Mm. is the more A to B kind of traditional Sonic levels which I think a lot of people will harp yeah. back to and will be comforted by. So I'm hoping that they do get a balance right and it plays well, but obviously we will find out in a couple of weeks at EGX, hopefully. We'll so. be right here. Yes. So hopefully it'll be all good. Anyway, so third game on your list, Matt. I think it's something with yours, Chris. Fair enough. It's a game which, well, we've had it in for a while. For me, it's Pokemon Scarlet. Yeah, Pokemon Scarlet Violet for me. Obviously, I'm getting the Violet version. I don't know why, even from the first trailer, I think just the logo for Violet just appealed to be more than Scarlet. So. You knew I was going to pick Scarlet because it's my favourite colour anyway. Um, yeah. To it, be fair, I just like this, the logo more. Not, to be fair, of the two legendaries, I do prefer the, it is, the, Scarlet, the Violet. It's just well, it's just stunning though, isn't it? We've got Hot Professors. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> yeah, that's one thing, I suppose. Um, the legendary look interesting. You get them early on. Yeah, that's the intriguing thing. How early you get the legendaries in the game? And but the question I've got is: Are they the only legendaries in the game? Because that could be quite interesting as well. I suspect not. But with the new trailer that was in the new section that came out this week, like they have showed off. Yeah. Some new Pokemon and stuff like that, and I was like, big boss Pokemon where they become legendaries as such. Mm. I guess we'll find out as well. Yeah. We're, we're still um, we're still a couple months away at the moment from yeah. it, obviously. But it's it's lining up to be the big game of the year. Um, when Scarlet and Violet was released, I remember the amount of reaction videos we 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 checked out um, of people going absolutely batshit. Over it's it. my. Uh, the Pokemon company making that big move to open world. Mm. They did they, semi-open world in Arceus. Arceus. They, they tested the water yeah. with Sword and Shield. And with the wild they, areas. And then yeah. Pokemon Arceus is probably, Legends Arceus is probably mm-hmm. more open world exactly. than Sword and Shield. But this is like the full, full-on seamless open world experience. So it's a go-wherever-you-want kind of... Dropping in and out of co-op story mode as well. Yes. That's huge. I don't know if they confirmed you can actually do story or not. You can explore and you can catch Pokemon and stuff like that. But That's I don't still know. big. I don't know if they confirmed it's full on story or That's not. That's still big though. The old days when you had to, all you could do was, was battle and you had to be next to someone yeah. with a connection cable on, on the Game Boy. They really had moved the times here. Yeah, it just looks good how they're doing it. Like the Pokestops now, like gas stations or like. Convenience makes sense. Kiosks started around the world, which is pretty cool. It's wonderful. So I think they are making a lot of clever um, ways around going open world. Um, yeah, it's very exciting to see how the terrestrial phenomenon works. It's uh, looks very interesting. Obviously, turning your uh, Pokemon into crystal kind of creatures looks. Every time I come up with a different anecdote, they had Gigantamax, they had Dynamaxing, this is, what's this called? Crystal Maxing, isn't uh, it? Trustalizing. It's, um, they was got something different, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I'm wondering if 
you'll be if it's exclusive to this area. Rage gimmick tends to be yeah because this is obviously uh, Dynamax and Gigantamax Serrani and Sword and Shield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you you know, you have to think about these things sometimes. (laughs) That it'd be quite nice to put them head to head sometimes. See how they got on, sort of thing. I dare say that that game's down the road at some point because it's too good an idea not to put together at some point. Um, It all sounds like a hell of a lot of work. (laughs) Pokemon Company would make a lot of money out of it. I'm just saying. Uh, I'll take ten percent. It's fine. Um, The 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 fact that there's something that you that you haven't got a set path as well. You could do it in the order you want to do it. Yeah, it'd be interesting they do bring Freedom. in a kind of scaling mechanic or not, because that's not been confirmed yet. Yeah, they need to, I feel. I, um, I, I imagine they, they need to, because it would be... Uh, can you imagine um, that which path you took, and then you come back around again to go away, and it's in the Pokemon now still not a good level? It would be much better if it leveled it to... Especially if you like partnered with somebody... I think it should be leveled to the weakest person in the group. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that works yeah. and if they do scale the the gyms or whether you can just face the gym or mm. your current level and it's whatever level it's set to. So the question, Chris, based on what you've seen so far, which dart are you taking? Or are you keeping that one secret to yourself? I'm going to say what's our time. What are you going for? I'm I'm taking the duck. I'm going for a tito. So you're going for the grass type? Yes. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I actually do hope, though, that this time um, you they decide to write your rival, because you always get a rival in these games. They actually pick a Pokemon which can actually give you a, a fight, because in Sword and Shield, your rival uh, picks a Pokemon which is weak against you. Which I think is a pointless idea, myself. It's a bad idea. Um, move through the Pokemon games. Yeah, but then it, like in this case of Sword and Shield, it meant that the champion mm. got the Pokemon that was strong against you. So, mm. you, depending on what Pokemon you chose for the kind of final bit, you potentially up against... Uh, yeah, but normally a rival is the champion. Normally. He wasn't this occasion, on that occasion, I grant you. Um, another question is... Uh, how many chonks are you going to have? The chonk. I get this one. The chonk is literally, has literally gone down so well online. He literally, he's almost become the new, um, the new Pikachu, how popular he became so quickly. And Pikachu didn't get overtaken, don't get wrong. I think Bido's quite nice, the, the day Pokemon. And I'm not sure the name of it, but in the second trailer for it, the electric dog. Now that super kick. There are a lot of cute yeah. Pokemon. They've they, they done a lot of good work on the art styles in this, and they had to, obviously, with it being a fully 3D game. Uh, looking forward to see what they come up with, what they've got. Yes, so I think that is both our top pick for games we're looking forward to in the rest of this year. So Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet is top of both our lists. Yes. Um, I think pity because it is that big step up for the Pokemon company. It is like fully open world, brand new approach to it. Um... Team Star obviously got announced, so that's um, it's interesting. The name for a team, mate. It's Team Stars, and it, 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 they sound yeah. like a good team, not a, not an evil team. Which is, I think it's kind of like the team, the school rebels or bullies, kind of. Uh-huh. So you're up against them, and they've got like a fraternity van that they launch Pokemon off to fight you. So fair enough. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Because obviously you have got the three different story routes. It'd be interesting to see how long each one is. Yeah. And how much content there actually is in the game. Because that's one thing to, I'm intrigued by. We need replayability for sure. You yeah. Need get, you need to get value for money. Because these games aren't cheap yeah. anymore. Yeah, not as expensive as some some games, but certainly not where they were. So, Matt, I think you said you had some honourable mentions. So what are your... Well... Unwall ones. I've got a couple. Um, at the time of release, it's not out. It's coming out of October. Um, the last ever FIFA. Uh, because it's the last ever one. Yes, I'm aware of it. It's going to become EAFC next year. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't looking forward to giving it a go at some point. Because 
I like FIFA. Um, well, is, does it? Am I right in thinking that this is the first time they're having the women's? It's a big thing. The women's um, Super League, as in club teams, for the first time. Yeah, it's a nice. It's a nice yeah, touch. That's a big touch and a big thing for the last. Mm. And entry. they've got a woman on the front cover. Yes. Along of the main cover as well, which is a nice touch. Um, Obviously, I wouldn't recommend the Switch version because it is another Legacy Edition, so it is literally yeah. a copy and paste with the new teams and kits. Yeah, well, I imagine, well, I'm not entirely sure how much it can be, but then they won't have women's stuff on, on the Switch then. Because they haven't got... Yeah, they might not do. They might, Well, they might just put add, add the women's teams and that would be about it. But they had, they had to add a lot of it, I think, on top of that, I think, though. So, but, yeah, then keep your eyes on that. I haven't checked that, to be fair. So, yeah, Switch may not to be one to go for for your last FIFA edition. Um, or anything since FIFA 2018. Yeah, <laughs> FIFA yeah. not salty much, eh? Oh. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, as a big fan of the series, uh, Witcher 3, Xbox... And PlayStation Five um, um, re- editions editions are out coming up uh, very soon, um, and they've got more content being added, so it's worth getting them. And well, it's it's more right, worth paying full price, or is something mm. like a DLC update? Well, DLC for for the Witcher in the first place had to pay for; it wasn't free DLC. I know, but, but could, could this be a patch or an update rather than well, a full release? If you had, well, anyway, when this did the Skyrim update, if you bought, if you already had it, you only had to pay five pound to update to upgrade. Yeah. So that's not too bad, and you got all the free, all the stuff with it with the update. So that wasn't too bad. If they did the same sort of thing, it'd be fine. It's a different company though, so it'd be interesting to see. Is it not being done by um by CG Project Red? Skyrim wasn't by CG Project Red. No, 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 no. But I'm saying that it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if. They that's what I meant by different companies because oh, right, 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 right. it's it, not it, I get yeah. I get yeah. it's not through Bethesda <laughs> but it wouldn't shock me because a lot of companies were doing the same sort of thing so it would make sense yeah. and I've also got half an eye on Star Trek Prodigy Supernova okay um, Prodigy of course is the Star Trek series which is um, on Nickelodeon um, I've got to admit I I wasn't much of a Star Trek fan in the pandemic here, and I and I binged a whole of Next Generation on on, uh, on Netflix, and now I'm a, I'm a fan. What can I say? They have a Trekkie. Mm, I'm, I, I can't be Klingon, so I'm not a Trekkie officially. A um, lot of people can be Klingon, and they need to get, <laughs> go outside and touch some grass, as Jeff Goldblum would say. He's <laughs> you, speaking down on your people. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. That's all I got. Yeah, I did have a couple of honourable mentions. Yeah. Um, one I am kind of the, got half an hour on it is going to be a free-to-play game. Mm-hmm. Is Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. I, know I know it is Blizzard and it's an Activision, so it's kind of murky wars, especially with whole, the whole McCree situation, having to rename him and um, some other stuff that's gone down there. But I'm intrigued to see what they do do with the next instalment and the new characters and new maps. It's coming out free to play in the beginning of October, so that's one to look forward to. And uh, next one I've got is Marion Rabbit's Sparks of Hope. I didn't put on my list because I thought you were going to talk about it. Yeah. So. Um, it's Marion Rabbit's is one that of all the games after this year, I think is not top of my list I think if we had had the most recent trailers for Sonic Frontiers it might have taken Sonic Frontiers spot um, but I've not seen too much about Sparks of Hope at the moment so um, I'm going to say the same thing about this game I said when the first one came out this shouldn't work but it does and it it's shouldn't very blurred it. <laughs> how does this work this is XCOM with Mario and rabbits. And rabbits. It shouldn't work. It does. I can't fault it for that. This is a piece of genius. And I think what they've done so well is get the characterizations of the rabbits right. And that's what works so well with the game. And adds a lot of appeal to it. 
and charm to it. It's also created so many memes. Yeah. Defy Luigi comes to mind. That turned that started from Mario Kart Eight though. Yeah, I know, but he's now he's now sniper Luigi, literally because he's yeah. sniper, and he's got a death stare. Like, sorry, Snake. Yeah, the Death Star came from Mario Kart 8. Uh, There's a picture that someone screenshotted with (laughs) Luigi doing a Death Star in it, and I think Ubisoft has seen it and run with it, and it's just brilliant. Absolutely, and that is is what we want right there. So that's the fun thing, Mike, when going for that. But that's my kind of two honourable mentions for the rest of this year. Very worthy mentions. Yeah, so I think there's some good stuff coming out the rest of this year, stuff to look forward to. Um... I know Sony have got God of War Ragnarok coming up, but I've not played any of the God of War games. It's not something that's on my radar. I've played a bit of God of War, the the the, the what version, the last one with yeah. Reader Boy, um, but I'm not entirely sure that it's enough for me to buy a PlayStation. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I think it's just it's uh, not. Enough. I think if we were more. It's going to sound really bad for two people on gaming podcasts, but if you're more into PlayStation. Well, the problem is, is that it's not what the exclusives aren't good enough to, to, to warrant paying out so much money for them. And some people would argue that there are, like, you know, Last of Us and for Uncharted. Me, yeah. For me, the, the exclu- I mean, yeah, but Last of Us and, is, Last of Us and Uncharted, they're all available on, on PS4. I can get one of those cheaper than a PS5. Yeah. There's no to be fair, got a Royal Ragnarok is coming out on PS4. So there's no, there's no incentive to get PS5 then. That's the point I'm making. Well, yeah, it's more purely due to the availability issues that they're doing it cost even, even if there was one there, you get a console which could play these games for cheaper. <laughs> you get the older graduation. Why not? It's cheaper. Yeah, yeah Carl, that's our kind of thoughts on the games for us this year. So please let us know your thoughts. Say what games you're looking forward to for this this year. Um Matt, what kind of things have you been playing in the last little while? I've been thoroughly enjoying F1 Manager 22. Um, it's a game which I've I've wanted to play it. Um, I love Manager games, love me, Football Manager and all that stuff for years. I've wanted F1 Manager game for years. They had one, EA Sports released one back in like 2003. Um, you can get the file um, illegally on... Well, I say illegally. You can buy it for, get it for free online. Problem is you download it, you ask for a disc to put it in a disc drive. So you can't actually play it. Because no one has disc drive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been waiting for a management game for F1 Forever. I've got one now. It's really good. They've got actual... They've got act, it's all fully licensed well. So they've got all the voices from the drivers and the pit radio and everything. It's little things like that. We've got a long yeah. way with F1 fans. Um, I got back into FIFA recently, so I was playing a bit of Seasons. Um, that's been kind of fun. Um, just I've been getting my Hitman f- uh, free practicing ready for when Freelancer comes out. I didn't include it cause, because it's a mode; it's not a new yeah. game. Um, what else? Man, I've started playing a bit of Dreamlight Valley. Yeah, this is Dreamlight Valley. The Disney Animal Crossing style game. And it really, really is. It really is. I've, I've even got a shovel and a pickaxe. <laughs> so it literally is. It really, really, literally is Animal Crossing um, crossed with Disney, which is fine with me. To be fair, I must admit, I have downloaded it, but I've not managed to dive into it because I started downloading it last night hmm. and haven't had a chance to go on it yet. It's only 8.65 gig on Xbox. Uh, that's anyone listening actually uh, who is thinking about giving it a try be aware yes it is free on all consoles um, but you've so got, know you have to buy a pack to activate it yeah transition do you have to buy that on Xbox no it comes as standard with Game Pass cool comes as standard it'll be in inventory straight away and, you don't, and then you ain't got to pay a single penny you can just play it as well play through the game just grind or you can spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds if you wish to do so. Yeah, so that's why it's not like Animal Crossing where you've got... That's the, very uh, true, but at the same time, on Animal Crossing, you just grind anyway. <laughs> so, you know, it's no, it's no different on that side of things. It's all good. Have I played anything else? Um... Oh, yeah, of course. I've been playing WA2K22, of course. <laughs> 
Of course. Uh, love you your love wrestling. Your love your wrestling. You know me. You know me. Not never never a dull day in in this with <laughs> wrestling with me. And um, also be aware, um, a lot of games leaving Game Pass um, at the moment. So keep your eyes on a few of those. Uh, I believe um, the the first Plague Tale has just left. I think Final Fantasy XIII is leaving soon, if yes. it hasn't already as well. Yes, it is indeed. So keep your eyes peeled, guys, for everyone leaving. What have you been playing, Chris? Uh, me, I've been playing a bit of Animal Crossing, a bit of Tetris 99. Uh, played some of um, Forza Horizon 5 and the Hot Wheels um, expansion, which has been pretty cool. Um, did Red Chronicles 3, I'm actually absolutely loving that at the moment. Um, seems quite story heavy compared to the previous two games but it is really drawing you in and the world is great and the characters is really drawing me in at the moment as well so yeah definitely one worth checking out um, after we finish recording this I probably am going to dive into Splatoon 3 because it is Splatoon 3 release day Ooh. so um, yeah going to get stuck into that and give that a go so I'm looking forward to that and also got uh, Dreamlight Valley that I have downloaded I haven't got stuck into yet either so um, yeah that's pretty much what I've been playing did did my turn to Smash Brothers as well have a bit of a play around on that so yeah some pretty good stuff you mentioning Forza just remind me of something oh I been, I've been dipping in and out of um, the whole uh, cloud gaming thing of Xbox. Because um, with Game Pass Ultimate, you can obviously stream your games. It obviously plays much better at the moment on on PC and on Mac, I found, in terms of the streaming side of things. Um, for the Horizon, I, you, you saw me playing that a bit, of that, and it's, sometimes it was a bit of a case of like a windscreen wiper. wiper yeah, let's refresh the screen, it would literally go from top to bar, go mm. from top to bottom of the screen. I found that if you go into the settings on Forza Horizon and um, switch the uh, quality to uh, a lower frame rate, uh, it actually is much, much better. Much, much better. Yeah, Not just, perfect, but it's much, much better. It's just trying to keep the higher frame rate up. That's that's the thing. Issues. But it is a beta. You know, it's not yeah. it's not finished yet. So, yeah. So, so it's it, there are it's getting better. Slowly but surely, the beta is getting better. Cool. Yeah, so with that, going to call it tonight. So, Matt, where can people find you? They're looking for you. Get in touch with me over on Twitter, at MattTechUK. Cool. And as always, you can find me at ChrisLewis37 on Twitter. Uh, thank you for listening to this to that. And until next time, speak to you soon, guys. Bye. This podcast is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.